Welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tube Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. And what do I know? Well, in late 2018, I was diagnosed with oropharyngeal cancer, and I went on to have a third of my tongue removed, both tonsils, the tumour, 30 lymph nodes and 30 chemo radiotherapy sessions. I also had a peg tube feed for 15 months and ate nothing orally in that time. So thanks for listening. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Easy Follow, Easy Swallow is a book uh, that I wrote Oh, gee, a year ago now. Um, And this book came about because of my time spent in hospital. And I thought, wow, if you don't know how to manage this, and I know about food and you may not, then I wrote this book for you. It's all about how I transitioned off my peg tube, everything that I did, a step-by-step approach to how I transitioned off my peg tube back to eating real food again. It's called Easy Follow, Easy Swallow. And the reason I'm giving this a blatant plug is because I have just very recently finished my e-guide, which is a e-book, if you like, a resource uh, that has uh, resulted in being a culmination of all the resources that I provide through the No Feeding Tubes Mind Food Body Matter program, of course. It's available online. It's available on Amazon, and I will give you the link below in the show notes here for you to be able to access both of those books should you choose to purchase them. On with today, mastering physical food constraints. The three things that I am going to talk about today are lymphedema, dry mouth, and what I call concrete neck. Now, they are the three main things, apart from dysphagia and my inability to swallow anything and having a peg tube, (laughs) they are the three main things that I chose to talk about today because they probably have affected all of you. And I understand that not everybody has had a peg tube. So peg tube feeding and transitioning isn't always relevant to everybody here, but I did think talking about lymphedema, dry mouth and stiff or concrete neck is appropriate probably for all of you. So the physical food constraint, lymphedema, what, I mean, I didn't know what lymphedema was and when I first uh, had my treatment and if you're listening, I had a neck the size of, I don't know what, um, probably a bag of two kilo bag of sugar and I still have lymphedema in my neck and for those looking at me now I'm pointing at my scar at my neck dissection and lymphedema I had it internally and I had it externally. Now that was as a result of probably a combination of things, but mostly I know it was as a result of the radiation. And let's be honest, the radiation is brutal. 
And it continues to be brutal and it continues to give you this gift of side effects that go on and on and on. And if you're new to my my channel and you're only, you've only just discovered me and you're kind of wondering what lymphedema is, there's not, well, certainly wasn't when I was looking, there wasn't a lot around what you could do about lymphedema. And I personally was particularly, particularly interested in cold laser treatment. There was next to nothing on that on the internet when I was looking for it. Uh, and lymphedema massage. Uh, again, wasn't a lot, but I did end up doing it myself, finding there was some useful YouTube video, uh, and I include that in the actual Mind Food Body program, the links to the resources that I found around lymphedema. And lymphedema itself is actually quite a specific type of massage. So I went busily about trying to find research to do this massage myself because the only person that I found that could do it lived on the other side of town and after I'd had that massage, the last thing I felt like doing was getting back in my car and then driving all the way back to the other side of town after having had this lymphedema massage. I have since found someone else who doesn't necessarily specialise in lymphedema massage, but I certainly get massage done on my neck, uh, on the scar tissue on the side where I have my neck dissection. And every day I also um, try to take out the sensitivity of that scarring myself by... Every morning when I get out of the shower, I massage cream on it and I work it so that I'm constantly getting flow, blood flow and lymphatic drainage, most importantly, through my neck, down my shoulders and across my chest. <clears throat> Apart from the massage, I did this thing. I found this thing called cold laser therapy. Now, the only thing I can tell you about that is that I found someone in my hometown here of Adelaide, uh, relatively close to where I lived, and I literally went in and she would put this laser on my neck, underneath my, uh, on my throat here, underneath my mouth, and that was targeting the interior lymphedema as opposed to the exterior lymphedema. Now, you just have to use your imagination if you're listening to me on podcast, but if you can imagine lying on your back um, with a blind covering over your eyes and for about 15 or 20 minutes, I would get this cold laser over the area where the lymphedema was most prevalent, and that was where my neck dissection was and where they had totally and utterly bombarded me with radiation. As I say, it was internal and external. And that cold laser therapy, look, it was so long ago for me now, but I do know that it helped with my swallow and it did help me on my journey back to solid, fresh food eat, eating again. 
it was in my dark time and it was in the time when I kind of was, you know, I was on uh, opioids, I was on painkiller, I was on a lot of things that were trying to get me right, trying to get me through the pain of what was going on with my jaw, with um, my gums, with my teeth, uh, where the surgery had happened, where they'd radiated me, all that was swollen, was um, not in any way, shape or form of a normal size. So I was doing anything that I could do to reduce the swelling, help the healing and most importantly for me, get my esophagus and my throat and my um, swallowing strictures, if you like, back to some sort of level of normality, I'm saying in inverted commas. And the cold laser treatment did work for me, as did the lymphatic massage, of which I did it daily. And look, to this day, I still, as I've just mentioned, I massage my throat, my neck every single day. And I kind of noticed something just the last sort of 24 hours uh, that that um, slight pooling and puffiness of my lymphedema got slightly better yesterday. Uh, and I'm not sure why all of a sudden it has. I am training at the moment from a hiking point of view. Maybe it's that don't know but I can certainly uh, recommend cold laser if you can access it or find someone who will do it and it's quite specifically for lymphedema and the same applies to massage if you can find a massage person that understands lymphatic drainage and does and it's a very light massage as opposed to a deep tissue massage that's the point of difference I think and now I get a massage done by a qualified uh, masseuse and I also get um, some other physiotherapy uh, uh, practical, uh, what do you call them, um, treatments, that's the word I'm looking for, done as well. Uh, so that probably leads me into what I used to call stiff neck or concrete neck. And that's when, uh, <laughs> and I'm just trying to, the only thing I can liken it to is having a bowling ball, if you were, if it was, if it, had, you know, from a, a bowling ball sitting on top of a pin. That's about the only thing that I can liken the sensation to. And I remember I had uh, kinesiology tape on my shoulders and my neck. And so what I did with that thing, and I literally could not move my neck. I couldn't move my head. I couldn't look over my shoulder. I couldn't look down. I couldn't look up. I couldn't look to the side. Um, and, you know, even today I still have difficulty with that unless I am very consciously moving my neck. And because I meditate every morning, I get up super early I sit in my little spot and I do, I massage, I drop my head down, I drop it to the side, look over my shoulder, look over that shoulder, look back. I couldn't do any of that. I literally couldn't move my neck. I couldn't drive the car. I couldn't look over, couldn't look at my rear vision. So none of that was working for me. 
So I went to a physiotherapist, my old physiotherapist before head and neck cancer, and I said to her, what can you do for me? Uh, I was in agony, and it you get these muscle spasms, and I've been told that it's a side effect of radiotherapy, and you literally just seize up, and I have to be really careful about it, uh, but I did find, and I do find, that regular massage, dry needling, kinesiology tape, kinesiology tape, I still find that word difficult, massage, cold laser treatment, all of those things, and I'm getting them done to this day, and I am uh, three years out of treatment, four years nearly out of treatment, I'll be four years out in a month, a couple of months. So that will just give you some indication as to how long these side effects are going to be with you and keep giving you grief for. Uh, I find they still give me grief four years out, so I'm still managing those side effects. And yes, they do affect my ability to eat food, fresh food. And I know after I've just been to the physiotherapist and I've just had a session of either massage or needling or a bit of both, my speech is better, my enunciation of words is better, I sleep better and generally I can move my neck a lot better. What is dry needling? Now, at time of going to recording uh, and as opposed to the time of researching and doing dry needling, there's not a lot online about what dry needling is. It's not acupuncture. It's different to acupuncture. and It's different in the, and this is me not trying to be an expert on dry needling. All I know is that it works for me and it's different to acupuncture, and it's different in a sense. I think the size of the needles are different, um, where they um, focus is different, but man, oh man, it works for me, uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough, but I would say to you, if you're going to try dry needling, get yourself a good practitioner, someone who knows what they're doing, uh, good luck trying to find someone who's has some head and neck cancer treatment specialization if you do let us know in the comments below if you're watching on youtube because uh this is something that we need to share worldwide because i think if you can find a practitioner who knows something about head and neck cancer and has some dry needling expertise then great certainly the woman that i see is starting to know a bit more about head and neck cancer treatment just because of me as a uh, client really. So lymphedema and uh, stiff or concrete neck as I used to call it um, and the third thing that I talk about is dry mouth and the, the dry mouth process if you've got a dry mouth you're not going to be able to swallow you're not going to be able to eat anything and I do not know why but I refused just didn't ignored water with my meals. Now, you would think that that would be a no-brainer. 
and I know even some of you, even some of my students say to me, oh, I always have water chasers. I didn't, and I don't know why. Uh, I have water chasers now, and I also have soup chasers. Instead of saying it's a water chaser, what I've done in my own mind is just increase the amount of water that you drink every day, Yvonne. And I've, in fact, what I've started doing is getting my hiker's bottle, the litre. I've got two bottles for my hike, a litre each. Uh, I have one of those hiker bottles on my kitchen window and I fill it up with uh, filtered water every morning and I make sure I get through at least one of those a day. Uh, that's not including all the herbal tea that I drink, um, but water chasers, soup chasers have those as well. They're the three main physical things that I encountered um, that were blocking me from eating. Lymphedema, external and internal, a dry mouth and a stiff concrete neck. So today, people, that's the end of the episode of Mastering Physical Food Constraints. They were my top three. You might have others. And if you do, let me know in the comments below because I just talk about what affected me and what I know to be uh, my experience and what I did to try and alleviate some of these bloody awful side effects that radiotherapy, surgery and chemotherapy have left us with. All right, people, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for listening. Please uh, participate if you like. Tell me what's happened to you, what tricks you found, what things you do to make sure that you are living your best food life. In the comments below if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on podcast on Spotify or Apple, leave the show a review. It helps me out enormously. And it means I get some feedback too and I'm not just talking into the abyss. And I'll also leave a link to my books, my No Feeding Tube show, uh, and look forward to having you share and join me on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. I'll meet and talk to you soon. Bye.